to Nigeria Daily. My name is Martia Umar and on today's show we will be discussing the Electoral Act. Yes, finally we can call it the Electoral Act because it has been assented to by the President. This act is supposed to help Nigeria improve its electoral process from the past. And to discuss the act and the impact it will make on the 2023 elections, we're being joined by a public affairs analyst, Mr. Jide Ojo. Thank you so much for joining us today. So, um, yes, the Electoral Act has been assented to that we already know. So there are some key or important things that are introduced into the Electoral Act that might bring about changes in the upcoming election. Can you please highlight some of these important uh, or drastic changes that have been introduced into the one Electoral Act assented to by the president? Okay, uh, thanks for the opportunity to be on your program. Um, we want to appreciate um, the president for doing the needful concerning the electoral acts amendment. Uh, now we have a brand new electoral 2022, which is the fourth uh, electoral act in this fourth republic, which started in 1999. And you need to understand that the president has on five different occasions before the last Friday session, on five different occasions has returned and vetoed the electoral bills uh, from 2018 to 2021. But now he has assented the last one, which was on uh, Friday, uh, February 25, 2022. Mm. Having laid that background, there is a lot uh, for us to celebrate in the media and civil society, including the Independent National Electoral Commission. Uh, by President's own admittance, if you read his speech, mm. he actually Actually, highlighted a number of those salient ones, uh, like Section 3, Subsection 3 of the Act, which talked about uh, an elect fund, uh, election fund, which has to be released a year to the election. Uh, this will make uh, the electoral management body to be well resourced in terms of having the needed funds to procure both sensitive and non-sensitive election materials. Mm. Then there is also Section, section 9, Subsection 2. Uh, which talks about uh, compilation of voters register electronically. Uh, that that is even the basis of introduction of technology into uh, the electoral process. Now there is a confirmation. There is a legal backing for electronic compilation of voters register. So it has to be done. Uh, first uh, electronically and then in print. Yeah. And I also find something intriguing, which is that in compiling. Uh, register of voters. Uh, there is an additional uh, subsection which says that INEC has to compile this register uh, with disaggregated data for persons with disability. This will ensure inclusive electoral process. On either two, there is no disaggregation of uh, you know disability status of registrants. So INEC does not know who is who is visually impaired. It doesn't know who is deaf. It doesn't know who 
is on wheelchair, who is on crutches. So now it is mandated by this law in Section 9 for for you to uh, for INEC to uh, to invest the disability status of registrants, and this will make them to be able to provide for them Section 40. One of the of the uh, of the acts which talks about electronic voting machine. Many Nigerians have been clamoring for electronic voting, exactly. and now we have a act that has given legal backing expressly for electronic voting machine. Mm-hmm. Then there is also the provision for electronic transmission of results, which also has been clamoured for. So that what INEC has been doing, even with um, what they call uh, uh, INEC election review, election result being put IREV, is just uploading of polling unit results. Mm-hmm. But this electoral act now has made it mandatory for INEC to deploy electronic transmission of results, which is not just uploading polling unit results, but also the collation results. So uh, citizens are able to follow through the collations of, of these results. <laughs> you recall that it, to, uh, it is being believe that the weakest point in the election value change is the collision point. So, but with this electronic transition of results, it is possible for uh, polling agents, candidates, political parties, citizens, accredited observers, media, to follow through with the uh, collision of election results. Then there is also provision that says that if you put an electoral officer under duress to make a declaration of a winner, as well as happened in Nemo State during the last uh, previous elections. In previous elections, INEC now have the power to review whatever the returning officer has done. If it's not in tandem with best practices, INEC can review them. Uh, then there is also provision for increase in the number of days for campaigns. We now have, instead of 90 days in the previous Electoral Act 2010, we now have 150 days for campaigns. Of course, this has also triggered increase in the campaign finance expenditure limit. Then you also look at the fact that, that party primaries are now to be conducted six months to the election, which then means that at least some of the post-election uh, post, uh, issues arising from nomination of candidates and all of that could have been resolved before the inauguration of the winner. Hmm. But these are very important changes that have been introduced into the Electoral Act. But we'll go on a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll be talking about how this drastic changes will impact the 2023 election. So uh, we'll join you shortly, but we'll go for this break. Uh, I hope you stay with us. Yes. www.delitrust.com That's the home of news you can trust. And features, analysis, and in-depth reports that are rich. That's right. In addition, you can get much more. But how? Let me introduce you to Trust Plus, where you can get added value. And where is that? Visit the Trust Plus portal and subscribe. You mean subscribe to become a member? Yes, and that entitles you to exciting opportunities. Like what? A chance to connect with Daily Trust journalists to suggest stories you want to read and even contribute in producing the story. Wow, could you show me how to get a Trust Plus? It's simple. You can visit the portal on membership.dailytrust.com now.
Okay. Welcome back to Nigeria Daily. If you're just joining us, so we've been discussing the electoral amendment bill. It has been assented to, so it's now an electoral act. And we have GD Ojo on the line. He's a public affairs analyst. Before the break, uh, we talked about some of the drastic changes that have been introduced into the electoral act of 2021. And of course, we'll continue with this conversation uh, surrounding the electoral act. And right now, we will be talking about how all of these changes will impact the 2023 elections, which is about, I would say, yeah, but a few months, I would say, because it's, it just co- it keeps coming closer and closer. And it, it seems a lot of things have to be put in place. And we want to see a different election come 2023 than the previous ones we've had. So thank you so much once again for being a part of the show, Mr. Gideojo. My pleasure. All right. So the impact, you've really highlighted a lot of changes that will bring about positive impact in the 2023 elections. I know that some of these changes you've talked about, of course, comes with a lot of challenges, which we need to tackle before the next election. Now that the law has come into effect, uh, ANEC will have to take up the sense of the provision of this act in uh, conducting those uh, elections, particularly for elections whose uh, timelines and schedule of activities are yet to be released. One of the impacts is, is even the shift in the date for the 2023 election. You recall that initially, ANEC has announced way back in 2017 that the 2023 election will hold on 18th of February and 4th of March 2023. Yes. But I like issued a, a statement saying that it has shifted the date for the election by a week, which is the first impact that new act has made. Then the second one is um, this electoral act, if carefully implemented, if genuinely implemented, will show up the credibility of our future elections. It will make conduct of election a lot more easier. It will reduce human interference in the electoral process. Mm. Now we are infusing a lot of technology into this electoral process from accreditation, from voter registration to authentication of uh, voters. That's the use of smart card the express mention in the electoral acts. In fact, the, the law is so uh, so elucidately uh, explained that uh, smart character and any other technological devices that INEC may wish to deploy. So they don't have to go back and say, oh, this one is Vivas, it's not called smart character. Mm. Any, and any technological devices, but the most important thing is that we are now having infusion of technology at all the stages of our electoral process. Then there is also electronic counting, uh, uh, counting and collation of results, then electronic transmission of results. So in all the phases, in all the uh, key areas of our electoral process, we now have infusion of technology. That means we are going to be having less of human interference. Mm. And just imagine the one I talked to you about, INEC ability to now review any uh, erroneous declaration that could be made by a returning officer. Before now, once a returning officer makes a pronouncement about a winner in an election, only the court of law can overturn that that decision. Mm. And, And that's 
could be very tedious. But now, if INEC hires a returning officer and he messed himself up and go and make wrong declaration, INEC as an institution or as a commission has the right to review what has been done. You know, I don't know whether you like the game of football. You know, that, you, you could see the introduction of VAR. And the kind of impact uh, it has made on games. I mean, it has football. made on the game of mm-hmm. football. Now you can see when even some referees make erroneous call, they go check with VAR, video assistant referee. Mm. And sometimes they overrule themselves that VAR said, no, it's a penalty or it's not a penalty. Okay. So that is that is how this will also impact on the winner of an election. So if somebody has been compromised as a returning officer and he decides to go and mess himself up before the public to say that he was put under the rest to do the wrong thing, of course, we all will be following through with the collation process. So if at the end of the collation you now make a wrong declaration, I can intervene and say, no, this is not the right uh, the right declaration, and we are overruling you, which is like a VAR in football. Mm-hmm. So these are some of the impacts that I think we have. But again, don't forget, as much as it is welcome idea to have technology infused into our electoral process, technology alone will not guarantee credible elections. Mm-hmm. Because as we have seen with uh, the use of smart carrier and beavers, they are operated by women beings. We have seen a lot of glitches with those, those, the use of those devices. And now we also have a strong challenge about possibility of hackers, you know, compromising the databases of our election, uh, either election results or election uh, or, or voter register or any other of the devices. You know, there's, there is what is called something that is called ransomware. And some people can hack into the database and demand that they be paid ransom before they will release the database. And that could compromise the integrity of the election. So we are solving a problem, but we may also be encountering bigger and greater challenge as as time goes on. But, um, you know, it's good that we have it in our laws and we can take necessary precautions because what this off-cycle governorship elections that will be held before 2023 election will do for INEC is to test run and carry out a pilot of some of these the use of some of these technological devices. We could say that these are some of the challenges that we need to brace up for as regards the Electoral Act. All right. Thank you so much uh, for being a part of the show today. Uh, Mr. Gideo Joe, we really appreciate your contribution. So that was Mr. Gideo Joe. He is a public affairs analyst and he has uh, talked about um, the gains of the Electoral Act uh, and the impact it will make on the 2023 general election. So I hope you have learned one or two things about the Electoral Act and how it will impact greatly on the 2023 election. And on that note, we have come to the end of this episode of Nigeria Daily. Thank you so much for listening. 
to everyone whose voices were heard on the show. We want to say a big thank you. Nigeria Daily is a daily trust production. It is open for sponsorship and advert placement. You can download this and other episodes on dailytrust.com and on buzzsprout.com. You can also listen in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio. If you're in Yola, you can do well to listen to us on NAS FM 89.9. If you're in Joss on Unity FM 93.3. you have questions or comments or intend to sponsor Nigeria Daily, send us a message on our social media handles, daily underscore trust on Twitter and Instagram, or send us a message via WhatsApp on 091-389-33390. That is 091-389-33390. Thank you so much for listening. Do enjoy the rest of your day. Oh, 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 oh,